thought by now they'd fall But you have never failed me yet Waiting for change to come
appreciate it, family. We serve a God of impossibilities. Meaning nothing is impossible with Him. He can do what we would categorize as impossible. I appreciate the presence of the Lord tonight. Do not take it for granted. We welcome the Lord's presence. Amen, church. Amen. And uh, let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. We want to break open the bread of life to the book of Psalm, chapter 126. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your presence. We acknowledge your presence. We respect your presence. We need your presence. We want your presence. And God, may your presence manifest unto us a deeper understanding of your word. May your spirit open our understanding to work things in our hearts that would draw us closer to you and Lord that would give us a much greater impact in the efforts of making your name known among the heathen Lord at the end of our lives May it be said that we gave all we knew to give to all we know of Jesus. That your name will be uplifted and glorified. And that others will be drawn to you. Help us to never be ashamed. Help us to always worship you in spirit and in truth. And Lord, to be as Paul the Apostle who said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. But may we shout it from the housetops. Father, now speak to our hearts through your word in a very powerful way. May we leave different than we come. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Psalm chapter 127. No, I'm sorry, 126. I told you right the first time. And we'll read verses 1 through 6. You can remain seated. When the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongues with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. <laughs> Just a little footnote here. Wouldn't it be great to see God do such a great and wonderful thing at our church that the lost people are testifying of what God's doing at Washington Heights Baptist Church? Amen. Amen. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. It's a sad day when the lost out-testify the saved. 
But I digress. Amen. Let's go to verse 4. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. This was a time when Israel rejoiced at the delivering hand of God Almighty. They described a time in their lives that when God did deliver, they had to pinch themselves to see if it was real. For they said we were as those that dream. Anybody in here ever have a wonderfully magnificent dream and then wake up and regret that it was just a dream? These people, when God, by the time God got through delivering them out of their captivity, it was such a joyous occasion that they described it as if it felt like a dream, like maybe the way we would say it, too good to be true. <laughs> and isn't that what we're praying God will do in America today? To send a great awakening that has such an, a lasting and strong impact, not only on our community and in our families, but in our country and around the world, that it would seem too good to be true. Yes. Out of all the negative news that we get in the world today, all the things going wrong in the world, and all the negative news that we even hear of in churches around the world, it would seem as if most all hope is lost of any real and significant lasting change in a better direction. And if God were to do what we have dreamed of him doing, it would seem but a dream. But let me preach to you for a few minutes on this thought. Dreams do come true. Dreams do come true. For the Bible said in verse 6, He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall, what's the next word in your Bible? Yeah. Doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. I opened up tonight by making a statement that I hope you'll remember. That we serve a God of impossibilities. That nothing is too big for God. And if I do nothing else, I am called to invoke faith in you to believe God to do the impossible. I have short served you if I entertain the doubts of men. And the low expectations of men based upon past performance or present disappointment. We must, at all costs, reserve our highest energy to trust God to do what is humanly impossible in our midst today. The only hope for our churches and the only hope for America 
is that we believe that God can turn this ship around. Amen. Is that we believe that God can still send a heaven sent, spirit filled revival that calls a nation back to her knees and back to repentance and back to the God of our forefathers. Can I get an amen tonight? Amen. Dreams do come true. Let me give you some thoughts tonight. First, you need to know, according to verse 5, it says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. I believe this first part of verse 5, this phrase, They that sow in tears, speaks of dreams that are conceived in the darkness of night. Dreams that are conceived in the darkness of night. Maybe it's just because I'm a God-called preacher. I don't know. I hope that uh, I'm not the only kind of person that thinks like this. I, I would hope that other people in the church, and I'm, I'm, I don't have a doubt that there are, are others, but uh, I know for a fact that as a God-called preacher, I dream of days that God's Spirit moves mightily in the land. I envision those days and I pray for those days. Amen. And I ask God that if he could use me as just a small instrument in some small way uh, to facilitate that, that he would not allow me to get in his way. Amen. It's a passion and it's a dream of mine. And I have failed him miserably many times and, and I'll probably fail him miserably more times, but I pray against that. And I ask God, Lord, for my generation's sake, for my children's sake, and if the Lord should tarry his coming for my grandchildren's sake, oh God, send us a great awakening. Wake up our churches and send a revival throughout the land. Amen. 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 We desperately need to dream of better days for our churches. We need to dream of possibilities. I, I'm praying that God will ignite in each of our hearts tonight as members of Washington Heights Baptist Church a renewed vision and a renewed vigor and a renewed dream of what it might look like if God were to begin to fill out every single pew in the building with people that right now are lost in our community but that later come and receive Christ and join the church and God mobilizes an exceeding great and mighty army for the cause of Christ and for the glory of His Amen. name. Amen. I hope and pray that you're not parking all of those ideas as too lofty to attain and thinking that because we're in the Laodicean church age that we might as well give up on that idea and just barely hang on and hold out to what little's left till Jesus comes. Hogwash on all of that. I say uh, if we're going to ask God to do something, we might as well dream big. Amen. Amen. We might as well ask God to reach yes. the masses for the Dreams do come true. When those dreams are anchored in a faith and in a hope and none other than the Word of God and the person of Jesus Christ. Amen, church. Amen. Uh, dreams are conceived in the darkness of night. Perhaps one of the reasons God has allowed darkness uh, to encroach upon us as a society is to get the church praying again, to get the church hungry again, to get the church 
uh, back to a position where they realize that they're in a desperate need for a touch of God again. Would that God have to take such darkness to get us to start seeking the light again. But maybe, just maybe, because of the condition of the world, saints are weary and saints are tired of dead, cold, dry religion and they're ready for a fresh touch from heaven. Amen. Amen. Dreams are conceived in the darkness of night. It could be that God allowed this encroaching darkness to get us to, to a praying ground that we were in desperate need of getting on. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. While you're sowing your tears, while you're in that darkness, and God begins to put birth in your heart a dream for a better day for your children, for your grandchildren, for this country, for your family. Your purpose will be directed in that season of your life. God will begin to put in you the seeds of purpose for why he planted you on this planet. Amen. And he will begin to cause you to envision things that involve his purpose in your life. And if you'll study your Bible, you will learn something about God that he speaks of things that are not. As though they were. And God will begin to give you a glimpse of hope that you can anchor your soul to and you can begin to pray for yes. God to do in your life and in the lives of those around you. Amen. That's why I admire many in this church who I've spoken to on a personal level. There is a hunger here. There is a thirst. There is a desire to see God do something above average and extraordinary. Amen. Not Amen. for the glory and fame of any one individual or church or denomination. Right. But so that the name Thank of Christ you. alone would be exalted and his name would be known among the lost. Amen. Amen. Nothing will convince you more of the need for light than having to go through the darkness. And what you have gone through will manifest a need in the world that only you and I can fulfill when we surrender to Christ. And that's when you begin to dream of a better day. Not only for yourself, but for everyone else. I just want you to think about it for just a moment and, and I want you to evaluate yourself and answer this question just between you and God in your own heart. But what do you envision for your church life? What do you envision for God's move here at Washington Heights Baptist Church? Is your thinking too low? Or are you willing to go beyond out, uh, your own ability to uh, to understand and conceive what it is that God might want to do uh, with us, for us, and through us as a church. It could be that the seasons of disappointment that we have all gone through in our lives have led us uh, to a place uh, where we are in uh, a crucible, if you will. A melt, a, 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 where we are being melted together in the fiery furnace of trial uh, to purify us of all impurities that would keep us from looking like Jesus and keep us from acting like Jesus so that we as a body of Christ can come together in unity and allow the Holy Spirit to rake out anything in our lives that don't look like Jesus. Amen. Amen. So that he can set a fire here that will burn for generations to come. I don't want this church nor any other church uh, that's founded upon the rock 
uh, uh, that is the truth of who Jesus is uh, uh, to diminish one day because we didn't have a fervor and we didn't have a zeal and we didn't have a dream. The Bible says without a vision, the people perish. Amen. So God, give us a vision tonight. Give us a dream. But know this, uh, dreams are often conceived in the darkness of night because sometimes that's what it takes for God to get us to envision a better day. I don't know about you, I understand the concept of being content with such things as you have. And by all human measures, we're very blessed people. But can I be honest with you? We need a whole lot more of the moving of the Spirit of God in our midst. Amen. We need to see the power of God and the convicting work of the Holy Spirit so strong that sinners cannot come in our midst without surrendering to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Does the church no longer have power to give birth in the birthing room? I'm praying that it will not be named among us that God will begin to move with such power that the God's people would begin to pray in fervency like never yes. before Amen. and believe God for such a great move of God that if you were to get a lost friend or loved one around the gospel, it don't matter if it's under my preaching or somebody else's, but because somebody's praying and somebody's hungry for God, that that person cannot escape without giving their heart to Jesus. Amen. You say that's impossible, yes. Brother Gary. Yes. I, I beg, beg to differ. You must not have read of some of the old revivals in times yes. gone by yes. where whole towns would repent, whole towns would convert, and the taverns would shut down, and the bar rooms would shut down. Amen. And whole factories would be converted. Amen. I've heard of God doing it before. Don't tell me that God can't do it. Right. Amen. God can do it wherever people are hungry, wherever people are dreaming. Of a move of God and asking God, Lord, here am I. Here's, here's your servant. Speak to me. I will obey. But will we go that far? Will we allow the dream to even be conceived in our heart? But not only are dreams conceived at night, but secondly, I want to say this. Look at your Bible, verse 6. It says, He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed. Notice he's bearing the seed. He's bearing it. Number two, dreams are carried in the heat of the day. They may be born at night. They may be conceived in the darkness of night. But you're going to have to carry that vision in the heat of the day. Think of a farmer who must farm and bear the heat of the day. And though the labor is hard and the temperature is hot upon the brow, he must continue to sow and bear the seed in spite of the opposing circumstances that make the day difficult. And your dream must last beyond the difficulties that bear down upon you. You cannot allow the heat of the day. That is, you cannot allow uh, extenuating circumstances. You cannot allow seemingly impossible situations rob you of believing God for a better day. Amen. Amen. Dreams are carried in the heat of the day. These seeds must be born in the heat of the day. And in this phase, your purpose is developed. This is a time of trial. Putting your character and motives through the fires of adversity. Will you drop the seed is the question. This is a time of prioritizing. This is a time of getting rid of all unnecessary baggage and understanding what is really 
important in ministry. This is a time of solidification, finding out who you really were created to be and who you belong to and getting settled in the work of the Lord and going for God with all your might. Amen. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 10 says, But the God of all grace who hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ <clears throat> Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Amen. You see, your dream is no good if it can't bear the heat of day. You must be willing to carry it in faith, believing that no matter what comes, if God put the desire in you, then God will bring it to pass if you will hold on to him. Yes. Acts chapter 5 and verse 38 said, And now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it lest happily you be found even to fight against God mm. listen there's some things when God begins to do a work men cannot overthrow it and that's why we need to have as much confidence in the God of the word as these heathen were that were trying to get the disciples to quit preaching the gospel if we had as much confidence in God as these guys did amen we'd have revival breaking out left and right mm. Dreams are often carried in the heat of the day. That, that It comes with criticism. Uh, that comes with controversy. That comes with conflict. That comes with combat. <coughs> it comes with attacks of Satan. It comes with a whole array of resistance of the enemy to try to get you to jump the seed, to try to get you to discard the seed, to try to get you to abort your mission, to try to get you to quit praying for revival, to quit praying for your preacher, to quit expecting God to do something new and fresh in your midst. But how many of you are dreamers tonight? How many of you are ready to see God do a new thing in your yes. heart? Amen. Yes. If after the heat of the day has beaten upon you, and the atrocities of Satan, <coughs> Satan's plots have come against you. You are still bearing your seed, and you still have a dream. Then get ready, honey. You shall soon enough be strengthened, established, and settled, and shall be repositioned for the next season of your life. Mm. So dreams are conceived in the darkness of night. Dreams are carried in the heat of the day. And I want to say lastly, dreams culminate in the fullness of time. Look at your verse again, verse 6. He that goes forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves or his harvest with him. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Your purpose in this season will be deployed. You know what the word deployed means? It means to move troops into position for military action. Amen. God's not just interested in a church uh, that talks about all the things that church is supposed to be doing. Amen. If we do nothing, if we all we do is intellectually assent to an acknowledgement of what we're supposed to do, uh, then God help us all. Amen. Uh, but help us not just to be hearers of the word, but doers also. Doers also. That, that our dreams uh, will be carried and culminated in the fullness of time. That is... Uh, 
uh, that desire, that hunger that you have to see a move of God in your church and in your midst, uh, in your family, in your community, in your country, that you would not hold, that you would not uh, abort that dream, uh, that seed of hope that God puts in you to pray and believe God for a better day for your land. Amen. Do not doubt. Luke chapter 22 and verse 31. The Lord said to Simon Peter, he said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, that is when you're changed, by the time I get through making you who I need you to be, <laughs> after that, strengthen your brethren. Amen. Amen. How can we give strength to someone when we have no strength ourselves? Amen. Amen. God wants us to minister to others. But some of us are too feeble to minister to others. We are too weak and we need the strength of the Lord. We need, in other words, if we want God to change other people, it first starts with God changing us. Right. Amen. And we pray that God changes everybody in the world except the one in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Because after all, we're too comfortable mm -hmm. with who we have become. And we kind of like the person that we have created in our own imagination. Amen. But what if God had somebody in mind for you besides who you've allowed yourself to become? You know... How you can quickly detect whether or not you are the person God created you to be. You can tell by your behaviors, your actions, and your motives. If your behaviors and your actions and your motives are not lined up with the word of God's revealed will for your life, then you know that you are not who God created you to be. And many times we want God to change so-and-so. We got we, uh, that person over there, Lord knows they're in a mess. God get them. But we fail to pray for the person that needs changing the most. Because God was working on Peter first. And when he got through with Peter, then he positioned Peter to have an impact on others. Could it be, I'm just asking, could it be that our pews are empty because our hearts are empty? Could it be that our pews are desolate? Because our hearts are desolate. I, you'll have to answer that question between you and God. I'm just asking the question. But it's worth noting that we should ask ourselves that and be honest before a holy God. It could be that we need to be converted. Uh, I, that word converted is not necessarily dealing with salvation in context. Uh, I believe it's just dealing with the process of sanctification and positioning one to be filled with and used by the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Because it's one thing to be saved and it's a whole other to be surrendered. And it's a whole other to be serving. And how can we call ourselves Christians when we're nothing like Christ? Oh, God, help us to realize that to see this dream of a move of God come to pass in our church, in our lives, in our families, in our country, in our community, we must be willing to carry the dream with the criticism and everything that comes with it through the heat of the day all the way through to completion until we come with rejoicing, bringing the harvest with us. Amen. 
And there will come a day if you will keep following the Lord that you will come into your fullness, your fullest season of purpose. The secret of success in life, Benjamin Disraeli said this, he said the secret of success in life is for man to be ready for his time when it comes. And could it be that God is preparing our hearts? We want a harvest right now. But God's saying, I'm not giving you a harvest until you can handle the harvest. I'm waiting for you, sir. I'm waiting for you, ma'am, to get ready, to get in position, to get the dream and believe in the dream that I want to do great and mighty things in your midst, but I don't want to do it without you. I want you involved. I want to work in your heart, and I want to start by doing a great and mighty thing in your heart and in your life and using you for my glory. And when each individual surrenders to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, then collectively as a body of believers, we can we can receive the harvest that God wants our church to receive. Amen. Yet, even when you're unfaithful, I want to say this, when you're called, you're also covered by God. Because he told Peter, I have prayed for thee. I'm glad that we have Jesus, our advocate, in our corner. Amen. Amen. That even when we fail, even when we mess up, even when we fall short, that God is praying for us. Isn't that, isn't that something? Did not the Bible say that he ever liveth to make intercession for you and I? Think of that. Jesus, right now in this very moment, is at the right hand of God the Father making intercession for you and I. Actively currently in real time praying that his name would reach the people of this world through us and any other believer that is willing to be used of God and praying that God would help us to not be led into temptation but that we'd be delivered from evil and be used of God do you think God's interested in moving mightily in the land do you think God is not interested in a, 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 in a nationwide revival? Uh, why, sure he is. Nothing will bring God more glory and honor than for people by the thousands or tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions begin to turn their hearts to Jesus Christ. Don't say it's impossible. Let's pray and believe God for it. Amen? Amen. And uh, when we don't know how to prepare for that day. God himself is preparing us for that day. So the key is not to resist the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Who, after all, do you think would stir such a hunger in the heart of a preacher? Do you think that comes from the devil? No. <laughs> do you think that comes from human intellect? No. Who but God can put such a grand and glorious vision of hope for the future in the hearts of his people? Amen. Amen. The Bible says if you delight yourself in him, that he will give you the desires of your heart. And I believe that verse, you may disagree with it, that's fine. And uh, when you preach, you can preach it your way. Amen. <laughs> I believe that verse could be 
applied in two angles. He will give you the desires of your heart as your desires are lined up with his, but he will also put in your heart the desires that you're supposed to have. Mm -hmm. I believe that many times God is stirring in people's hearts to pray for revival, to pray for sinners, to pray for a move of God, to, to testify the goodness of God. And sometimes we miss the voice of God, not realizing that that, that desire was planted there by a holy God that wants to move in our midst. Don't ignore his voice. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and let the Lord God Almighty use you like he wants to. Dream of a better day. I, I know everybody's not a preacher, everybody's not a pastor, everybody's not a, uh, a full-time missionary in a foreign field, uh, as we might describe it in conventional terms. But the truth is, if you're saved by the grace of God, we're all missionaries. And every one of us should have a vision, a dream of the possibilities of how God might use us where we are at. And it'll look different for you than it does for me. And different doesn't necessarily mean bad because you have a sphere of influence that I'll never have. And I'll have a sphere of influence that you'll never have. But if we could each work our own spheres of influence from the perspective and the angle and the opportunities that God gives each of us, we can see a great move of God in our land. If we all dream of what it might look like to be used of God mightily in our lives. Don't be thinking, well, that's for somebody else. Dream of the possibilities and pray that God will begin to give you a vision for your future that might look different than what you had an idea of for yourself. And see if God don't begin to stir in your heart a heart of ministry for others and open up doors and show you ways to minister to people that you never thought of or dreamt possible. It is when we as individuals in the church begin to seek God Almighty and not to resist the voice of the Holy Spirit in our lives that we collectively can benefit from all that God wants to do as a body of believers called Washington Heights Baptist Church. Dreams do come true, so I want to close by reading the same chapter that I opened with. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. And I'm telling you, when God does a great work in our midst, it will bring joy back to the camp. And they said, turn again our captivity, O Lord. And that's my prayer to heaven tonight. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as a church, as a people, as a nation, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Pray with me tonight, will you? Father, I feel I have been obedient to you tonight. And I pray, oh God, Lord, on this quiet and humble Sunday night, 
with just a gathering of a handful of your believers. I believe there's enough men here to incite a riot spiritually against the enemy. Lord, not that we would rise up against our enemy in our own strength. We dare not bring a railing accusation, but we would say the Lord rebuke Satan in our lives. The Lord, might that be where you're heading, heading us as a church? Lord, that we would do spiritual warfare like the Bible teaches us to. That we would get engaged in prayer and conversation with you that we might receive from heaven the vision that you have for each of us individually. That we might dream of what it might look like and what it might feel like and what it might be like to be used of God. And not always are those dreams uh, positive. Sometimes doing the will of God will cost us great personally. It will cost us great financially. It will cost us great emotionally and spiritually and mentally. And many times it costs us Oh God, persecution and hatred of others, Lord. But God, we know that uh, heaven's benefits are well worth any price that it has to be paid to serve you. So help us, Lord, not to look for dreams of quote-unquote better days, but help us to look, Lord, for dreams of God days. Days in which God's will is perfectly fulfilled in our lives. Lord, that let come what may, the will of God is done, the word of God is preached, sinners come to Christ, and saints are revived, and the work of God grows and multiplies and moves on unstoppable throughout the earth. Oh God, help us as your people to dream again of being effective salt and light in this lost world. God, give us souls for our labor and for our prayers, we pray. For the name of Christ, in whose name we pray. And God's children say amen. 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 Thank you so much.